0: Luke chapter 10, and we'll start in verse 38. So you know where I'm going, is that why you're saying hallelujah? I was going to minister again, and maybe, I I will be here next Sunday by the way, and maybe that would be a good time to do a part two on the second coming of the Lord, and share some things uh, that God's bringing up in my heart. Brother Copeland said we ought to be preaching on it more. I'm like, well, praise the Lord. And I know that Pastor Jay talks about that often. And and the, the we remember the vision that he had as a young man. Tell my people I'm coming soon. He was laying there on his back looking at the stars, and he saw, tell my people I'm coming soon. And it's important for us to remember that, right? It, it is coming, and it... That This time affects us, and we're going to talk more about that. Remember that vortex uh, that we were talking about, that triangle that uh, Brother uh, Charles Caps was talking about? It's a vortex of time where as time is speeding up and as we're coming closer to the second coming of Christ, it's more difficult to stay in the light if you're on the outside. Because it's pulling you this way into the darkness. So stay in the light. Amen. Stay in the light. And you, you say, I, I felt that pull. I understand. That's why you need to get closer to the word of God. You need to, uh, and your mentality, and, and stay in the local church. Well, you're just saying that. Well, it's just to not forsake the assembling together of the local church. So stay in the local church. Um, If you were watching last Sunday, and I'm not trying to uh, uh, put undue accolades on people or or that type of thing, but the Lord had me minister, Uh, I shouldn't say undue accolades, but anyway... Uh, you know what I'm trying to say. You will when I'm finished. Um, we had the Budak family come forward. And the Lord dealt with me to minister to them and remind them. of There were things that tried to push their family out when they, when they first came to the church. And they chose not to go with that. They chose not to get disgruntled. They chose not to allow offense to get in. They chose not to speak negatively about the church church amen. amen about their pastors about the church and because of that god has been able to bring their family to an it to just bless them yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. amen and i know at different times i've had different ones in the budek family as really um, all of the church i have prayed for one of you at one time or many times yes. and god has put you in my heart and uh, because we are stewards yes to pray for one another. Yeah. But because they kept on, because they didn't go with that offense, because they didn't allow it to pull them out, yeah. and they just never, and, and Kimberly told me, you know, it, I, I was a little at first confused on what I should do, but you did the right thing. Yes, amen. Absolutely. And she's certainly not confused now. Amen. <laughs> because you've got to sit under the word. Yes. Let the word counteract that. Yes. You're going to get things to be disgruntled about. How many of you get get disgruntled with family members? Oh, you don't have to raise your hand. Amen. We know you do. Don't raise your hand. But how many of you get disgruntled with your mate? No, I said, don't raise your hand. Yeah. I'll raise my feet too, Pastor Debbie. Um, you know, it may just be that they, uh, you know, he keeps his whiskers when he's shaving. He... His whiskers are all over the sink. It's, oh, I can't believe it. I remember years ago, and this, this isn't part of my message, but anyway, uh, years ago, we were talking on the phone. We weren't married yet, and I said, any man that would shave in the, in the bathroom and leave his whiskers on the sink, I will hit him over the head with a ball bat. <laughs> <laughs> and all I heard was on the other line, <clears throat> Needless to say I had to uh, work on my delivery a little bit. It's just guess what I grew up with? Well moving right along. Amen. We won't say anything, will we, mom? Amen. What my whiskers. Going on. What mom's. All right, moving right along. Uh and you know the toilet paper's got to be on the top side. Who puts the toilet paper on the bottom? My husband. And I'm like, "No, that's 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 not good. It's going to affect my marriage." When it all came down to it, it didn't matter what side the toilet paper was. If I saw a few whiskers on the sink, we remedied that that by, I have my own sink, he has his own, okay? I'm just saying. Why are you meddling in the marriage so, well, let's just move on. (laughs) Um, But I was talking about, (laughs) I was talking about the Budak family. (laughs) If, if Brennan leaves his whiskers on, I don't know <laughs> if he's a top bottom person, you know, I, I don't know. Um, but because they chose to overcome offense. Yeah. God has blessed their family, brought spouses into the family that are godly people and, and, and that's what, and it's good for people to see that. There was actually somebody uh, in the church there at Kansas City that, that that blessed him so much and said, see we're believing God for our family to come into the things of God and the decisions that I make matter. And I'm like, yes ma'am, the decisions you make matter. Amen. So give God something to work with. Amen. And yes, amen. I just want to let you know today that I, am not, I don't have anybody in mind that I'm trying to use as an illustration. Right. If the word fits, wear it. Yeah. If you get convicted, and well, she's preaching to me, it's the Bible. Yeah. If one of my stories touches you and you get convicted, well, yeah. all I can say is, "Ky, sarah, Sarah. <laughs> amen. So Luke 10, and I've had to repent. I've had to apologize for saying things out of frustration or that. But I'm trusting to say things by the Spirit of God. And understand that it's because we love you. And God loves us. And we're just trying to help people. But we aren't helping anybody to speak out of frustration. Amen. That 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 doesn't help anybody. So anytime that I would need to if I stick my foot in my mouth, you know, I'll I'll make it right. Praise the Lord. And but but I know good and well that I'm not the only one that's done that. Amen. Moving right along. Uh, verse 38. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And let's get a setting up this. She was glad. And that wealth, welcome means she rejoiced. Yes, yes. So she was excited. And it seems like she knew Jesus. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. And I believe this talked about Martha and Mary. And we'll, we'll go on further. Uh, but I was reading a little bit of research on this. As I like to do when I'm teaching on a particular passage. Because many times we just read one scripture. And we don't get the whole context of it. And I really want to kind of tear this apart a little bit. If it's alright with you. Yeah. Um, so anyway, let's just read the rest and we'll, we'll say some more there. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. You know, and if, if we just read quickly through, we don't catch key things here. There's an issue in that scripture there. And it's not with Jesus, but we'll go back to that, all right? Verse 41, and Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, how many of you parents? You know, it's just not John, it's John, John! (laughs) So Jesus was serious here. You are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. Amen. So uh, there are theologians that believe that it's a different Mary and Martha that were related to Lazarus. I personally don't. I, th- I don't think <laughs> you can find two Mary and Martha's really close to that, you know, that were friends with Jesus, so, so on. But anyway, it doesn't matter. The, the story goes, uh, and we'll go again. So she was excited. She was rejoicing that Jesus came. How many of us are excited to come to the church the first time or, or to just get in, involved with the things of God? Yes. We're excited to hear the salvation message. Yes. We're excited uh, to see other people's lives blessed and, yes. and this and that. But what happens to the excitement when the trials come? And things maybe start getting inside. Remember, we talked about that. Thoughts. Get into the mind's gate and get down down into the heart through our atmosphere. That's why we tell people all the time, watch where you hang out. Watch what you listen to. You know, make sure that it's pure, because it will it will serve to pull you away and get things down inside of you that you don't want down inside of you. And you may be looking at me, and I'm talking about just being a part of the local church. Make you know, get involved with the uh, the monthly book of the month, and you know, you're not going to go to hell if you don't read the book of the month. I'm just saying. Some of you look at me like, oh, really? No, it's not about that. We're just endeavoring to get you on the same page of things that you can learn. Did you hear Pastor Jay last weekend about the triumphant church? You know that's one of his favorite books. And that is a book that we need to have the knowledge of our authority in Christ. And there's so many truths and so many things in that book that shed light on our authority in Christ. So that would be a good book. Amen. And And so, moving right along, in verse 39, she had a sister called Mary, who also, now, let's look at that, who also? So, Mary and Martha had both been sitting at Jesus' feet. So, also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But what happened, you know, Martha had to get up and do some things. And it shows us here at verse 40, Martha was distracted with much serving. That's right, Pastor Debbie. You know, during special meetings, I just, need to be in, I just need to be sitting in the service. I shouldn't have to be working back at the kitchen or doing this. You know, my friend, all of us can, uh, we can take this to an extreme. But let's hear what it's saying. Martha and Mary were both sitting at Jesus' feet. But let's, you know, I'm a wordsmith, right? Mm -hmm. She had a sister called Mary and sat at Jesus' feet. Uh, Martha was distracted. And what is that word? Well, let's go. Let's find out what that is. It means to draw away. So that indicates that Mary and Martha were invited to sit and learn at Jesus' feet, but Martha was drawn away with being overly concerned about the meal and the natural duties uh, that were generally expected of her. Yeah. Another definition is, is, is encumbered. And we can look at the word study Bible. And really, I looked in the dictionary about comfort, to draw away, to distract, be driven about mentally, to be overoccupied, to be busy about a thing. Notice here, mentally. Yes. And here we go with our thoughts. Yeah. What are we thinking about? Yeah. How many of you have been sitting down and talking with somebody and, and you're just right in the middle of the sentence and they're looking away over here? Yeah. Come on. I've just gotten to where I'll just stop yeah, and wait. Oh, oh, go ahead. One of them being my husband moving right along. Are you listening? I've done the same thing to him, so I'll, I'll use myself as an example. But both of us are working on that, right. to look at one another. Amen. And sometimes, now I'm just saying here because uh, as a pastor, people expect me to listen. well I expect you to listen when I'm talking to you and sometimes people they're so used to being around their children they're so used to be and I understand if a child's sitting there right you know it is what it is so you just move on and you just you just talk over them okay I understand that I'm not I'm again I'm not vying for anybody I'm not saying this I'm just saying that it gets to be a habit and we don't listen, and we aren't necessarily honorable. Now, that could be one of two things. It could mean that the person is just not being dishonorable. They're distracted. They're looking at other things. Or it could mean you're talking too much. I'm just saying. I mean, I just just want to put that out there. I know that just makes everybody all fuzzy, and you understand. But after the fifth story, we can only take so much. All right? And I'm not a real big storyteller. In the, first, I mean, I've had to make myself. You see, if, if you were up here looking at the congregation like I am, there's certain ones yes. that every time the child or every time somebody gets up like, yes. you know, they're... Uh-huh. Yeah. And I've forced myself. Yes. I understand you have to take care of your family. I understand this. But I'm talking about just the certain ones, the same one. Yeah. Yeah. Distraction. Come on. And I can tell... The distracted ones. Well, Pastor Debbie, I don't have to be here. I'm not trying to get rid of you, okay? (laughs) I'm trying to help you. And I know people get distracted because I see them every time somebody moves. They're looking over there. They're doing this. or You know, if you have to, sit in the front. Well, there's not enough room. Well, get here early. You know, excuse me. All right. Move them right along. So... uh, when we are distracted, we are looking the opposite way of God's word and spirit. Mm-hmm. Again, when you're talking with somebody, we ought to be honorable. Right. There, okay. You know, my pastor, Pastor Dennis Slavens, back at Antioch Fa- Family Worship Center in Kansas City. When I would come up to him, oftentimes he, he, he I just wait in line, like some of you do when, if you want to talk to us. And he would have his hand on the individual he was talking to and be looking right at them. And if somebody was right there, it wouldn't matter if they tapped his shoulder, he'd just keep on. Sometimes he'd say, excuse me, I'll be right with you. See, he was focused. The person that he was talking to felt important. Now, there are some times when people are talking a long time and I've got a line or what have you. So then I'll do the opposite. I'll, t- I'll go to the next person, you know, that's waiting in line, and I'll look at them and say, you know, and, and just look at that one person. In other words, I need to go. Yeah. 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 You know, I need to be honorable at, to other people right. as well. Unless God just put it in my heart that I really need to focus here. But I'm endeavoring to give people the right time. When we are shaking hands back there, I, I love to talk to people. I don't have a problem with that, but sometimes it's not really a time to give long testimonies or what have you. Right. And so, uh, so sometimes I, I have to tell individuals, I, you know, I, I, I need to do this. Amen. Amen? doesn't mean that I'm trying to be rude or anything like that. But how you go to dinner with your spouse. What would you think if you're trying to talk to them, and maybe maybe you're, you went to dinner with your husband, and he's looking over there at another gal the whole time. Yeah, that's not gonna go over real big. Or what if it's the other way around? You know, your husband spent money, gave you flowers, get nice steak dinner. He's talking to you, sweet nothings, and you're looking at another guy over there. Yet we've all I'll put myself we've all done that to Jesus. Because we've come to him in prayer, in fellowship, and he's so excited that we're there and he's just ready to give the roses and have sweet fellowship and and we're like, excuse me, Lord, I gotta check the football score. I'm just I'm just saying. So Anyway, um, the word is encumbered, pulled away, or weighted down with things. So let's again read that uh, distracted, to drag all around, to distract, to be occupied, to be busy with something. Or encumbered in the dictionary of the complete word study Bible means... A synonym, not a sim-im, but a synonym is to be anxious. There we go. To weigh down, to burden, mm-hmm. to impede or hamper the function or activity thereof. Um, with much serving. So there we go. What is that word, much? Yes. It means a multitude. Yes. I said it means a multitude. So Martha was distracted with doing too many things. Right. She did not know when to sit down and receive and when to get up and prepare. Mm -hmm. Um, She had a multitude of things she was thinking about. Notice the context here. They were both sitting at the feet of Jesus. Mm -hmm. But she was drawn away. Understand that at that time, women are the ones that got up And and usually, if people come over to the house or what have you, I'm in the kitchen cooking or doing something. But at the same time, I'm joining in on the conversation. That's why we kind of like our our kitchen open to the living area. And so I can kind of be involved there. But notice the context here. They were both sitting there. And I can just, because of the way this reads, she was weighted down. Right. She was already anxious, yes. and she's probably thinking, "I got to get to the meal. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to do that." Yeah. And and so she's probably getting up and going doing that. And then she's coming back. Right. Oh, yeah. oh, I better go check the beans; they might be burning. And so she's went <laughs> back and forth. But there was an anxiety there rather than a peace yes. and that's what we want to bring out because it's not wrong to fulfill uh, our helps ministries <laughs> it's not wrong to make dinner for our husband it's not wrong to invite people to the house and uh, provide them a meal <laughs> no that's the honorable thing to do if you invite somebody to the house so she was excited about that and inviting somebody to the house you're offering them dinner you're offering them whatever they need and generally that is the woman's place and usually the men are sitting there that was their custom and really Jesus had nothing to do with that other than he was a guest in the house and she brought him into it well, moving right along. So let's, let's read the rest. So Martha was drawn away. She was encumbered. She was anxious about many things. And it was pulling her away in the guise of serving. Yes. And she approached him and said, oh my goodness. So understand the context here. She approached Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care? that my sister has left me to serve alone. You know, and my first question is, why are you bringing Jesus into this? And what did she do, follow him to the John? And excuse the, I'm not trying to, I'm just saying she did it in the public. She actually, it sounds to me like she, unless she, she didn't get him back in a corner of the house because, you know, it's probably packed in there, right? Everywhere Jesus went, where people, and they were sitting at his feet and he was teaching. Yes. Right? Yeah. So she had to get up and say, Lord, yeah. right. interrupt. Oh, Lord. Don't you care oh, about me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, not yeah. about Mary, not about anybody else that's receiving his word. Don't care about me because, you know, it's all about me it's all about what I need don't you care about me we got dinner to serve you and you know and our custom is that Mary ought to be helping me but it wasn't about Mary she made it very clear it's about me and what did Jesus do Jesus answered see he answered the matter and sometimes it's, it's right to answer things not out of frustration but sometimes it, it is right to answer. It's right to let people know it's not okay yeah. to be full of anxiety and fear and things like that. You know, the other day the Lord dealt with me. I was thinking about a situation where I had forgiven somebody a, a, a situation. And he's like, are you, are you going to forgive them? I'm like, Lord, I already forgave them. Well, then stop thinking about it. Yeah. I already forgave them. Yeah, that's good. That's right. good. good. Now, I needed to do it at long distance, you understand? Yeah. 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 And that I didn't need to be around that situation, but I was thinking about, okay, did we handle right? Did we do this? Uh-huh. Stop thinking about it. Right. Yeah. They're forgiven. Yeah. Yeah. Stop ruminating. Stop meditating. Yeah. So I don't know what was causing Mary to ruminate and meditate, and but she was in the eyes of serving Her she's actually serving anxiety. She was serving anxiety. We think she was serving food, but she had an ulterior motive. She, she's dealing with some things and she's festering some things inside. I don't know if her and Mary had a fight or they've been ongoing about, okay, you need to help more when people come over or whatever. But then she decided to get the master involved, which it's, it really wasn't his, his thing. But she brought him into it and made it public, said, Lord, don't you care about me? Wow. And what is that word care? I could change my, my subject if you're... Is, it, is this too much? I, and... Okay. Remember, I'm not vying for anybody. I'm not, I'm not pointing this out and say, okay, Brendan, I got you last night in prayer, so I'm preaching this whole message for you. <laughs> I believe I'm <laughs> Sometimes I do get people in prayer, and sometimes I do preach the whole message for them, but it's by the leading of the Spirit. Amen. All right, but it, it's, it's not Brendan. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Jesus answered that and said to her, Martha, Martha. So uh, he's not real happy. Right. Right. It's just not Martha. It's Martha, Martha. Yeah. And I could, Martha! Yeah. Martha! <laughs> in other words, zip the lip and let me talk. Because sometimes you try to tell somebody something, they're, yeah, but I know, but I'm dealing with this. And then you tell them something, yeah, but I know. Yeah. Yeah. Then you tell them a scripture, yeah, but I know. Yeah. Well, you know, so I guess I don't have to say anything else. Right. And sometimes I just have to say, be quiet. Yes. <laughs> yes. Especially if they're in my <laughs> uh, counseling room. Yeah. Yeah. They're in the office and they're just doing all the talking. And sometimes I have to say, stop. stop. yeah, stop. yeah. yeah. Stop! Right. What? Exactly. Yes. Yes. Stop. And I'll just tell him I can't get a word in edgewise. You got all the answers, why are you coming here? If you have all the answers, what do you need to come here? Are you just here trying to get validated? Do you want to know the wisdom of God? Because if you came here believing that I had the wisdom of God, then let me say some things. Let me me check my heart and see what God's saying. If he's not, then we'll just get into the word and see what the word says about this situation because that's what we need. Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. So let's look at that word worried. And if I can enlighten you, I've had to deal with anxiety myself. Where I was allowing it in. So I was meditating on this, and the Lord dealt with me to minister on it. So it's not because everybody in here or certain ones dealing with anxiety or this, the Lord was dealing with me. There are people in the church dealing with this and it's been a season of the pile-up effect. It's been a season on coming against their mind. And especially because of what we are continuing to go into, the enemy is trying to get us pulled out, distracted. And it's not until we acknowledge the issue and again, so I'm here to say that I myself had to get myself by the, the nape of the neck. Yes, ma'am. Say, okay, yes. stop getting distracted. Yes. There's an issue going on here, yes. right? Yes. And when something's pulling you out of fellowship with the Father, when something, or, or, or when you uh, just on a, a, a little trial situation, you're like, what? Yes. Something's going on. You've allowed trouble inside. Dr. Dufresne used to say, don't allow trouble inside. And we'll read a little bit about that. So, uh, to be anxious, to be troubled with cares. That's what the word worried means. And what does troubled mean? To make turbid, (laughs) i.e. disturb. To be disturbed, disquieted. It's the opposite of peace, isn't it? So you're worried and troubled about many things. Well, it told us about that because she was thinking about a multitude of things. So uh, Pastor Jay had mentioned in one of his sermons, she didn't just have one thing on her mind, but she was so busy in her mind thinking about too many things that she had gotten over into anxiety. Amen? And there's something that I wrote down there. Jesus did not rebuke her for serving He rebuked her for yielding to anxiety. So it's not because we're serving. As a matter of fact, I'm not supposed to organize your spiritual and natural life to the point to where you can't come and serve. That is your responsibility. In other words, when when you signed on the dotted line to come help for a department, or what have you, um, or you, you signed up to help, and then she's like... But I'm so busy, I can't do that. I'm not the one that didn't iron the clothes and get the laundry ready and do things ahead of time. I'm not the one that allowed the anxiety to get in to where it's affecting you. And sometimes we just have to say, just sit. Just sit. But sometimes we've got things to do. And, you know, actually this church is known for their helps ministry. And for good meals for the ministers and pastors and things like that. And what would, uh, would it be honorable for us to go tell the pastors and ministers, we're not having dinner tonight, you're on your own, because our helps ministry was too busy. What is that saying? That's saying that it's the pastor's responsibility to do some training. In other words, get your house in order so that it's not affecting your department. And when you're here, uh, and it's, you know, and usually it it, it becomes a habit. It becomes a lifestyle. It becomes, it, it wouldn't matter if you gave somebody one thing to do or five things to do. Their mentality is to yield to anxiety whether it's one or five. So what I'm saying, and most generally, if somebody's spiritually taking care of themselves and naturally doing the things they need to, they're the ones that you can, they're over a couple different departments. And just fine and keep enjoying. Yeah, we all have our moments because we're human, but we catch ourselves, and we get fed and we get built back up. But the pastor doesn't say, okay, we're all going to have a sabbatical for a month because you're too busy. Some people would like us to do that. Some people do that themselves while moving right along. (laughs) Moving right along. And I'm not dealing... uh, I'm not saying if, if you've been dealing with symptoms you're, or you, out, you were out because of dealing with sickness symptoms or this or that. I'm not saying that at all. You understand? Because people need to rest. You know, I looked at mom and I said, mom, don't worry about what people think. You come back when you're ready. And when you're rested, when you, you know, because she was dealing with some life-threatening things. And I'm thankful that she's here and blessed. Amen. But I'm not saying that we need to, to worry about what everybody else is thinking about us. We need to take care of ourselves. But at the same time, you, you know, half the church, if they're out taking care of stuff, uh, then the church is having a hard time ministering to others, aren't they? Amen. So, So, uh, praise the Lord. Moving right along. So, let's read that. I'll just read it again so you'll know the context. Jesus wasn't rebuking her for help's ministry. There is a time for serving and a time for sitting and listening. She could have been listening and helping, keeping our ears open to hear our hearts attentive Takes skill. When we are listening to CDs of teaching and doing natural things at the same time, we must listen over and over to hear what we missed. You know, I'm listening to Brother Copeland while I'm packing. But obviously, I was missing some things. So I, if I want to get that truth, i got to listen over and over and over again. And that's why if somebody just live stream at home and people are eating breakfast and doing this or that, or I'm just saying, that's usually what's going on. Maybe not all the time. But when we're here in the building and we're around believers and we're sitting and we're listening and we're giving our attention, it's helping us. One person isn't talking over here. One person isn't, hey, I need some coffee. You understand one (laughs) person, eating Jell-O over here, you know. Praise the Lord. (laughs) So when we're listening to CDs of teaching and doing natural things, at the same time, we must listen over and over and over to what we missed. We always listen over and over to get the word down into our hearts. But when distractions increase, then the hearing of the word must increase. So that was not right for her to walk away from the ministry time. She needed that. She had been invited. She had been drawn away. And too many times our mentality is to be drawn away the minute some natural thing happens. Let's be realistic about this. Many of our jobs, it requires us to do 20 things at one time. Or our families. But we can't treat the word that way. We can't do that. You are not the CEO of your company when you're here Getting the word. I mean, I've had people... I've taught at the Bible school. There was one particular student who used to walk out and take calls all the time. Or be looking at his phone. And I took note in my heart and it irritated me. I didn't say anything. I figured that they already had it undercut. You know, (laughs) they probably already dealt with it. That particular student fell away from the Lord and got off into sin. I'm just saying... It irritated my spirit that they weren't listening. We have to listen. And if you're dealing with a lot of trials, if you're dealing with a lot of situations, you're going to have to listen all the more. It's a skill. It's a habit that we're going to have to focus on. Amen? Well, praise the Lord. So, but one thing is needed and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her so uh, Martha you're worried, you're troubled, I know where this is coming from, you're just anxious about things, you're you're saying that you're going to go check the beans but you're anxious and it's coming out and now, Lord don't you care well I'm just going to say it, some people say pastor don't you care Actually, I do. I care to the point where I've been praying for you. I've been pleading your case. I've been talking to the Lord to help you. And in all honesty, Pastor Jay and I do not sit at home thinking how we can make somebody mad. We do not sit at home thinking, well, I don't like the way that person looks, so I'm just going to say something. You know, that's, that's grade school stuff. I didn't even do that back in grade school, okay? I'm just saying that we don't do that. We didn't get into the ministry to make fun of you or to put you down. No, we got in the ministry because we wanted to help people. So our heart is, and so when I've been particularly this, uh, every time I think of a particular person, it just comes on my heart. I don't take an hour. That would weight me down. I'm just like, Lord, I pray for them. Just as I'm thinking about it. And I've really been blessed by Brother Copeland bringing out how he prays for his partners every time uh, he uh, prays for his dinner. The Lord dealt with him to do that. He was praying once a day, but the Lord dealt with him. And I'm not saying that you have to feel condemned and, and pray for everybody every time you pray for your breakfast, lunch, or dinner. But there are certain things that we ought to make a habit. And if somebody comes up in my spirit, it's not because I'm mad at them. It's not because, no, sometimes there's a concern there. Sometimes I, Lord, and I'm not praying for them, bring them along my line of thinking. No, I'm saying, Lord, if we need to see anything as pastors, show us. But I'm praying for them that they would see the truth of your word. Help them see truth. Remember the Ephesians prayers, and Paul said to pray for people that they would have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of me, the eyes of my understanding being enlightened, that I may know the hope of his calling, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe and that was Ephesians 1 there around 16, 18, he bowed before the Lord and he prayed that for the saints and he prayed that for himself and then over there in chapter 3 He prayed that they would be strengthened by the Holy Ghost in their inner man. Christ would dwell in their hearts through faith. They would be rooted and grounded in the love of God. They would know the height, the length, the width, the depth. With all the saints, they would know the love of God that passes all knowledge. I made sure that I just, many times I'll pray those on the way to church or just just praying for the church. Praying for people. Amen. Amen. And then there have been seasons that went by and I realized I changed. Do you ever change certain habits? I mean, uh, uh, you, you, you change the way you do something or maybe your prayer time is later or earlier and you realize, oh, I haven't been praying like I used to or I've been doing this like I used to. I changed this. And I believe, so what I do is I, look, I say, Lord, help me to, to see that. Now, I will say this if you override the Spirit of God leading you, that you do need to pray more. If you override the Spirit of God leading you to take time in fellowship, if you override that, then anxiety will start to get in. And it's going, and habits form like, and I've said it before, going and ordering something on Amazon. I mean, I have to have this thingamajiggy. And if I don't get this thingamajiggy now... Then I'm going to have to, you know, if I don't get this particular cutting thing, I'm going to have to use a real knife. (laughs) We wouldn't want that to happen. Do we know how to use a knife anymore? We were, Kimberly was making dinner at the townhouse. I asked her to make dinner, so they were making tacos, her and the girls were. And she's like, Pastor Debbie, do you have a colander, a strainer? I'm like, Well, I guess it's over at, I thought I did. I looked around, and we just had this little thing. I'm like, Okay, that isn't good enough. So I got on Amazon. We got a nice colander, nice strainer, and it's there at the house now. And then you got one of these things that wrap around the, the pan as you're pouring. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. See? It helps my spiritual life. Just saying. The less time I have to pour... Anyway, you can believe that or not, but... I don't know, that might be a snow job but anyway, moving <laughs> along one thing is needed what does that mean? well let's, let's find out what that means the primary means first, doesn't mean just one thing only we sit at the feet of Jesus you only come here, you don't need to do any helps ministry, some people believe this I'm just saying, no helps ministry nothing, I'm just going to come sit at your feet Go home, not do it. Why do I say that? Because the people that usually aren't involved in the helps ministry and just come, and that's all they're willing to do, are not doing it. Because he said, put your hand to the plow. It's not going to help us to come and just sit at church, and then we're not doing it. So you might as well just jump in, get involved. Amen. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Debbie. Um, Let's go to Philippians. Is this all right? Let's go to Philippians chapter 1 and we'll read a little bit. We're going to start in verse 2, Philippians 1, verse 2. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, again, we're going to look at what that means. Really, that grace is, he's saying power to you. Joy to you. Strength to you. What do you need? His grace provides it. And then peace. What is that? Well, we could read a little bit there. Uh, quietness, rest, quietness, a state of national tranquility, uh, exemption from the rage and havoc of war. Amen. Amen. Just staying in rest, staying out of anxiety, staying out of just, just feeling like you're, you're at war with the world, right. so to speak. If things that you are thinking about in your day are bringing anxiety into your life, yes. look to the Word. Yes. Let the Word talk to you. Let the Word minister peace to you. You understand, if your job is bringing anxiety, your job isn't what is actually bringing anxiety. Yeah. It's what we allow. Exactly. And it could be a number of things that you're already allowing inside and it's just coming out in your job. It may mean that you need a different job, but usually it's not about a different job. It's not about usually a different church. It's not about a different... It's usually how you're reacting to things. And the time that you're giving to the word, is it more than what you're giving to Any issue, trial, problem that's coming. Because you do have to think about things. But in, what do you do? you got to deal with it. you got to answer it. Use your authority in Jesus' name. But if you haven't been meditating on the word, how many people are not using their authority? They're saying, well, I hope that. I hope it goes away. Well, that's not going to. It's not going to help you until you learn to use your authority. But using our authority is something that we need grace. Yes. And we need to be in a place of peace and rest and knowing who we are in Christ. And then we say, no, in Jesus' name, get out of here. I plead the blood of Jesus over this building. I plead the blood of Jesus over our uh, house over our church, over our property, over our cars, over our homes in Kansas City, over our townhome. It's like, what? Come on. Come on. I mean, I have a hard enough time just in my... You know, last night, I, because there's a lot to do to get out of town, and I was cleaning, and, and after the second litter box for my cat, she has three. It is what it is, all right? I'm just... <laughs> And still, we're cleaning up after her. But anyway, moving right along. We were thinking about trading her in, but we decided not to. <laughs> Malfunction! <laughs> and when she does use the litter box, she's just like scraping the wall. It's like, what are you doing? What is in that little pee brandy Yay, What's going on? Come on? I can just hear her say... I'm cleaning the wall and helping you, right? So you gotta wipe the wall down. You gotta back the the rug. And I was doing these things last night and I I noticed some (laughs) And I had to catch myself, stop it. Look around at you. You are blessed. Yes. Look at this home. Yes. You have three cat litter boxes. Not everybody can buy one. Start reminding yourself. Pull yourself by the nap of the neck and stop complaining. And if you need to, and there have been more than once, and I did this yesterday, a couple different times. Now, I was getting ready for the service, but there was a lot of things I had to do other than that. Um, So I would just lay down on the couch. I love you, Lord. Praise you. And when I was up around and doing different things, I just... And I'd turn on the broadcast and listen to the praise and worship. And I understood that I wasn't listening to that broadcast like I was here in the service where I was able to sit down and take notes and this and that and the other because I was preparing for a service. Um, there was the Friday night and the Saturday. God just dealt with me. Just sit down. You'll do better in your message tomorrow if you just sit down and listen. That's what I did and, and just entered in and the worship and such. But then last night, it would have been getting very late yeah. <laughs> had, I, had I not gotten to the things I needed to do. But sometimes you just have to back off from what you're doing and sit at the feet of Jesus. Amen? Amen. So anyway, uh, what's Paul saying here? We're almost through. We're getting ready to unplug. Verse 3, I think... My God, upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy. Yes. He stayed in a joyful attitude when he was praying for people. It wasn't like, Oh God, I gotta pray for him again. Okay. Oh Lord. There she goes again. Getting off. Oh, good night. What? What? Lord, bless them. I mean, what's that? Uh, just having your conscience? No, I, I, out of my heart, with joy, Lord, I'm asking you to give them light. Show them truth. Let them see your love. Let them see how much we love them. Draw them in. Oh, God, and I ask for mercy. Because I've needed mercy. Yes. Just out of my heart. Yes. It's like just out of peace. Yes. And if I'm not praying that way, then really I'm just having my conscience because God's not listening to me. All right? We got to pray in faith for people. And it really needs to come out of peace and joy. But what did he say there in verse 2? Grace to you and peace to you from God, our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. But he said always in every prayer. he's been praying for these people and he's staying full of joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now for your partnership if we read that in the amplified says I thank my God for your fellowship uh, your sympathetic cooperation and contributions and partnership in advancing the good news the gospel from the first day you heard it until now And and let's go on, verse 6, being confident of this thing, that this very thing, he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ. And that word completes, complete, we've been talking about that. It means to bring it to an expected end. Father, help them to finish their course. You know, if somebody seemingly is getting off or I know they're offended about something or I haven't seen them for quite a while, it's like, okay, I'm praying for them. Yeah. Yeah. That, that God would enlighten their eyes to see that they need to be here so that they can get the word. Yes. <laughs> see that not only you love them, Father, but that we love them. Yes. We care about them. And are we going to make mistakes? Of course. And I'm not talking about things, and my message is not about, you know, leaders in the church that are, that are getting off in different things. There's plenty of that going on, you understand. But there are a lot of churches that are doing things right. amen. Yes. Yes. But that doesn't mean that your pastor's perfect in everything. Mm-hmm. You know, people need to be brought to justice if they're hurting people and this and that. I understand all that, and, and, but that's not, about my me- that's not my message today. Right. My message is how we handle yes. trials. Yes. My message is, are, how are we reacting? Because Martha needed what Mary was getting. And as pastors, we're praying for people that they would come to an expected end. That, they, uh, that God would be able to perform in their lives. That, that they would see his plan. His purpose. And I'm not trying to shove it down their throat. That's not my responsibility. I'm just putting it before people. That's what God is doing. He's putting it before us. And he's showing us how we've allowed things to get down inside that are hindering us from his best plan. And we can keep on going that way, but it will start to get more noticeable. And don't expect Pastor Jay and I to just accommodate you. Oh, you're doing just fine. Don't expect that. Because Jesus answered it. I believe Martha was a friend. I believe uh, that she had an honor for the master. I believe that she allowed him in her house and she wanted what he had, but she had so much anxiety in her that she couldn't receive it. And there are people sitting in this room today that there's so much turmoil going on inside or watching so much turmoil going on in the side, inside of them. And Pastor Jay and I are, are, are saying, assess where you're at. It's kind of like when you need an oil change. Don't let that car just keep running. Oh, it's okay. I can get it next month. And then I can get it next month. And then it burns out. You've got to get a new car. And that's what we've been warning people. And sometimes people burn out. What do they do? They get a new church. <laughs> Or they get a new spouse, or they get it, you know, because they can't handle what they have because of what they've allowed inside, and that anxiety and that disturbance and that is driving their thinking. Let's not fool ourselves. What are we talking about at home? What... Because when somebody is disturbed and out of rest and out of peace, things will come out of their mouth about that. Yes, yes. Yes. That's right. Spouses, don't accommodate one another in that. Yeah. Yeah. Pastor, Jay don't, Pastor Jay and I do not accommodate that. If I start talking negative, yeah. he just gets quiet or he says, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. And really, very seldom do we do that. But there are times, yeah. got to catch yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't go there. Don't do that. Yeah. I don't talk about my pastor. I don't talk about other people in the church. I'm not going to talk negative about my family. And sometimes we think we can get by, well, I can talk about so-and-so. They're, you know, they're nobody. Oh, (laughs) that's the problem. We think they're nobody. But yes, they are somebody. God loves them. And if we're talking negative about them, I'm just saying. So, uh... Why don't you stand up? It's time for us to to hear what God is saying. Praise the Lord. Lord. There's a scripture I wanted to to find, but not find it, but uh, was it, Paul was saying, open your hearts to us. Your own affections are restricting you. Open your hearts. So sometimes it's our own distractions. Looking, you know, affections are are just things that we are enjoying more than something else. We have our heart on it. We have our affection on it. And when we don't have our heart on the church, then we're always going to have a reason why we don't need to come. We're always going to have a reason why something, something, uh, you know, I'll be honest, it would have been a lot easier for me to not go to these meetings this week. I won't even tell you some of the things I had to deal with in my own body this week. But I just made a decision. I'm not staying out. I'm not, it's not an option. You know, there are certain things that I will do And and I I want to be a blessing, but I I had it in my heart to to stay here through Sunday. And um, and then Pastor Jay said, well, let's live stream the service. You know, I'm more than glad to help Mama and to help anybody. That is not a burden whatsoever. I'm talking about some of my own symptoms I was dealing with this week. It's like, oh, no. Don't think... I just tell my body, don't think you're staying home. You're getting on that plane. You're going to California. And you're going to enjoy yourself. And sometimes we got to talk to one another like that. I mean, I mean we got to talk to ourselves first. And that's what Jesus was saying. Martha. Martha! Zip the lip, girl! Really? Interrupting my meeting like that? I mean, I'm sure. What? See... There are times people make a spectacle of themselves publicly, and sometimes we've got to answer them publicly. I'm just saying, you know, moving right along. Some people don't like that. Um, it's just good that we understand and assess where we're at. Are we close to burnout? <laughs> because if we're not getting what Mary was getting, if that's not priority number one in our lives then the other things aren't going to fall in line. If we want our helps ministry to be blessed, if we want our jobs to be blessed, our homes to be blessed, if we want these things to be blessed, we're going to have to put God first. And that's all of us. Oh, I know. I know, Pastor Debbie. Pray every day and it keeps the doctor away. You know. Um, We don't treat it like eat an apple every day and keep the doctor away. We treat it like... It's life or death. What is sucking the life out of you? What is constraining you? What is allowing anxiety in your life? I need a little bit of peace music. What is it? Let's put the foot to it. All of us need to do that. And let's be in the place where we know the anointing is ministering to us. Because that's God's way of doing things. In the local church, Yeah, you do that because you want people to come to church. Well, with that attitude, I might like you to stay home. Come. Under the anointing. What's God saying? See, I have a lot of respect for people that may be going through marital situations or this and that, but they won't stop coming to the church. And I tell them, Don't focus on your spouse. Focus on you. You. Your relationship with the Lord. Focus on you. Because if you're the problem or you're not the problem, focusing on what God is saying to you is what you need the most. On your fellowship to get strength, to get through that situation, to get the wisdom of God on what to do and not just do it the world's way of throw them away you understand Amen. amen thank you father we bow our heads we bow our hearts to you and we look to you for understanding i ask you lord enlighten our eyes to truth of your word help us to see where we stand with you What are you thinking about our time in the Lord? What are you thinking about our time in the Word? What are you thinking? You'll show us what's going to help us. You'll show us how our fellowship can be a sweet fragrance unto unto you. You'll show us that, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and there are many... Watching on live stream, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's the first primary thing that we would ask you to come to the realization that you need a Savior Jesus Christ, not Buddha, not anything else out there, Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Do you believe? That he died for your sin and he raised on that third day. He went to hell for you and he raised on that third day. Well, I don't know that he went to hell. Stop arguing about all that. Stop arguing against the very thing that can help you. And receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Just say, Father, I receive. There in your living room, wherever you're at, in this house, if you don't know Jesus Christ, just say, Father, I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Everybody repeat that after me. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I believe Jesus Christ died, went to hell, and rose again on the third day, that I might have life and have it more abundantly. I believe in Jesus' name. If that's you, you can contact our ministry for material, and we'd love to send you material. If that's you in this place, why don't you bow your heads again, please? If, if that's you in this place, raise your hand and say, I, I just, I repeated that. I believe that. I just received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. It was that easy. Anybody in this house. I believe there's many on that live stream that said that and repeated that if you meant that then contact us amen